Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. And I just think it's great to serve God together. Just to love God. I love His faith and presence that's stirring our hearts. And I just want to share a brief story that God's our healer. He is our healer. And one of the ladies came up that made a fresh commitment to Jesus last week in our church, Donna. And uh, she came straight after the first service to tell us the story. And, and she said, I, I've had major problems with her back and shoulders. And, and while she, was, um, she got prayed for last week, opened her heart to Jesus afresh. And, uh, and during the week, she was in a lot of pain. She was in the shower and she said, God, please help me. She said the pain in her back went like that. And she's got all this fresh movement. And she said, I'm at least 50% better. So we laid hands and said, let's believe for 100%. But then she told us the story of how she got to our church. And she said she was in Brisbane a few weeks ago at an orthopedic surgeon's clinic. And he basically said, medically, there's not much else we can do for you. Nothing more. And then he looked at her and says, do you have any faith? And she said, oh, a little bit. Then he reached out and prayed for her. This is the orthopedic surgeon. And then she said, you need to find a church in Harvey Bay and, and, and get some help for your life. So next week, last week, she shows up at church here. Turns out she knows uh, Kim, one of our singers, you know. You, you know. And, and so God's got a, a journey. And then she said years ago, she got healed of cancer about 10 years ago. So God's got this amazing journey happening. And it stirred my faith again. said, Lord, you draw people. You'll use anyone, anyone that's just willing, like Shirley shared last week. Are you willing to share some faith, sow a seed? Can I pray for you? God loves you. And, and, I, and today I want to pick up that theme because our theme for this term is about harvest and fruitfulness. And God stirred my heart from the scripture that Shirley shared um, at the beginning of her message last week in John 15. And I want to pick it up and look about what, how does it, what's it mean to be fruitful in our lives and how do we increase the fruit of our lives. In John 15, verse 1, it says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it may be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown in the fire and burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. Wow, if we're a follower of Jesus, and the word Christian means one who follows Christ, he says, hey, I want you to bear much fruit, and that's one of the ways that you show you're a disciple of Jesus. We'll talk about what that fruit is in a moment. Then it goes on, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. 
I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy might be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friend if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father, have, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. God bless this word to us. Let it bring life to us, I pray now, and let it bear good fruit in our lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, for those that are diligently looking there, there's several key words. There's the word love, loving one another. The word remain is there 10 times. And the word fruit is there eight times. So it's an interesting passage. And Jesus was teaching this not long before he went to the cross. This is teaching in the last week of the Passion. And so he was just really inspiring, challenging his disciples that when I go, you need to remain in the vine. You need to be connected. I'm going to send my Holy Spirit to teach you and show you how to live in the vine. And he talks about fruit, good fruit, much fruit, and fruit that remains. Now, what what sort of fruits are you talking about? He's not talking about mangoes or apples or grapes or you know we see I love fruit trees and and last week the transformation guys came and gave us four amazing pawpaws from their transformations pawpaw tree I was down there this week and it's got fruit from there to there it's got more more fruit on at least a hundred pawpaw this is the most blessed pawpaw tree I've ever seen it's just got fruit everywhere. And I'm thinking, and we taste them. They were just the most amazing fruit. I thought, well, this is a, just a, a sign of the blessing and fruit on this ministry. You guys must pray over this tree every day. And, and it's just loaded, overflowing with fruit continuously. Not just part of the time. It's there all the time. And I thought, wow, that's a bit like our lives. God wants fruit, but he wants good fruit. He wants fruit that will last and he wants much fruit. What on earth is this fruit? It can, fruit in the Bible can refer to different things. It can be the fruit of discipleship of how we've loved and helped other people. It might be parents discipling their own children to grow up in the ways of the Lord. That's really good fruit. That's great fruit. It might be winning someone to Jesus. It might be praying for like this doctor in Brisbane did and sowed a seed of faith and now this lady has come back to Jesus and in the process of healing and a miracle happening in her life that's good fruit there's so much good fruit that we can uh, share also it talks about the fruit of the Holy Spirit we're going to look at that in a moment love joy peace and all that amazing fruit they grow in our lives there's also the nature of Jesus being formed in our lives and it also talks about the fruit of our lips Uh uh-oh what comes out of our mouth sows seeds and produces good or bad fruit and so there's so so many things that we can look at the fruit of our lives Luke 6 43 says 
<coughs> no good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. And that is so true. We used to have a lemon tree. Thank God it's died. It used to get fruit on it, but there was at least a hundred seeds in every lemon with about three drops of juice. <laughs> it's one of those old bush lemons that was a root stock that they planted something else on, but it got dry one time and all the good branches died and we end up with this old bush lemon. It's had more seeds than I've ever seen a lemon tree have. About two years ago, it got a bit dry, so I didn't water it and it died because I was sick of having these lemons that were just full of seeds and no juice. It was so frustrating. But we got some new ones now and they're producing lots of really great fruit. God wants us to have good fruit from our lives. Fruit that's going to be, people are going to come and taste and see that the Lord is good. They're going to come and they get near you and there's some love and hope comes out of your mouth and your heart. They start to get close and they feel a peace come in their soul. Hey, they're, they're, they're partaking of the good fruit of your life. Some faith comes into their, out of your heart and all of a sudden, wow, could God really do that? That's what we saw in the first service as we celebrated the graduation of the Transformations people. I thought, what good fruit this is. And, uh, and the Tina and the team and all the leaders and, and we celebrated together the good fruit. And we'll do the baptism soon. Good fruit changing people's lives. And some of them think, well, I'm not a, an evangelist or a pastor. We all produce fruit. I pray that's good fruit that people can come and partake of. And they go away saying, wow. That was so precious. That touched my life. And so there's fruit that comes and it says a good tree produces good fruit. And we know what happens out of a bad tree. People's lives that are just carrying pain and unforgiveness and bitterness and, and just brokenness. And it, there's just fruit comes out that just causes strife and pain and hurt. And yet Jesus come to change it. Matthew 12, um, 33 says... Make a good tree and its fruit will be good or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad for a tree is recognized by its fruit. Wow. So we're not to go and judge one another but we can be fruit inspectors. Good fruit coming out of people's lives. Not rotten or bad fruit but good fruit that's tasty, that's full of life. And that's what happens when Jesus said, if you stay close enough to me, guess what's going to happen? If you remain in me, there's going to be a life of the Spirit. There's going to be my words of truth that I speak in the Bible. There's going to be prophetic flow. There's going to be living water that's going to bring life and good fruit's going to be all around your life. That's what happens corporately as a church. People come near here and they get touched. A new gentleman was here today and he, he just cried through the whole service. He said, this is just so amazing. Came up the front and Troy and I led him to Jesus at the end of the service this morning. A guy in his 50s just on a journey. And I thought, God, your grace is just so amazing. He said, it just touched my heart. So the fruit of all of us as we worshipped and just loved and he heard the stories, drew him because it was good fruit and it tasted good. He says, I want more of this. I want God's presence. And God's doing that in our lives. And sometimes it takes a while for it to be demonstrated. Here's another good verse, Proverbs 11.30. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and the one 
who is wise saves lives. The Amplified says, The fruit of the consistently righteous is a tree of life, and he who is wise captures and wins souls for God, he gathers them for eternity. Oh, I love that. He that wins souls is wise. This is some good fruit when you help lead people to Jesus. When you're part of the person who maybe prays a prayer of faith. When you invite them to a service or give them a scripture or give them a Christian CD. Or you just share about the true meaning of Easter or Christmas. And, and it's amazing. Fruit starts to grow. You plant a seed of God's word and a tree grows and good fruit will come. Sometimes it takes years. Don't give up. The more we plant the more we're going to reap. The more we sow good seed, the more lives are going to be transformed and good fruit will grow on their lives. I thought, Lord, help us to not give up planting and sowing and reaping. Hosea 10, 12 says, Sow righteousness for yourselves. Reap the fruit of unfailing love. That's beautiful, isn't it? If you sow righteousness, righteousness is right standing with God and with one another. If you sow that, your determination is to live as close as you can to God's heart in every area of your life. And if you try to stay in right relationship with people around you, it says you will reap you will reap a harvest or fruit of unfailing love. Then it says, and break up your unplowed ground, for it is time to seek the Lord until he comes and showers his righteousness on you. Wow. What's unplowed ground? It might be some gift or talent in your life. It may be an area of your relationships or soul or giftings that you've just let settle down and you haven't plowed it up and used it. God says, seek the Lord, plow up that unplowed ground. In other words, let the Spirit of God start to stir you. Let the Word of God start to challenge you. Some of you have got an evangelistic heart and you used to win people regularly to Jesus, but you've just settled down a bit. Some of you have a great heart. You can open up and teach the Word of God, but life's got busy and and difficult and you've settled back and God says, time to plow it up. Some of you are prayers and intercessors and you know how to break through in the Spirit and see people. You've seen amazing answers to prayer but it might have just settled down and it's sort of, you've got comfortable. God says, it's time to plow up the ground again. It's time to let my spirit start to stir you again. It's time for the word of God to stir you again so that you'll be winning souls and be wise. You'll be bringing fruit. Maybe you've sown into kids or grandkids and one or two of them have drifted away from God and think, oh, this is just hard work. It doesn't always work. Don't ever give up because while there's life, there's hope. And the tree of life can spring forth at any time. The fruit can arise quickly when God's Spirit fans it to flame. And I believe God says, hey, just keep sowing good seed. Good fruit will come. His life, His love. His righteousness. So there are times when God will challenge to plow up the ground. Let that song of praise come out of your spirit over the neighbors across your town, uh, community. Let the love of God come out of your lips and your heart. Listen to this. Proverbs twelve fourteen, in the Amplified says, A man will be satisfied with good from the fruit of his words. Wow. And the deeds of a man's hand will return to him as a harvest. Wow, so if you work hard with your hands in whatever way, or we use the creativity of our minds, it says if you're diligent and hard work, you will reap a harvest from that. 
Sometimes it takes months or years. Don't give up. Some of you have seen the reward. Just keep on sowing. But it talks about the fruit of our words. Well, the NIV says, from the fruit of their lips, people are filled with good things. Wow. And the work of their hands brings them reward. Wow, the fruit of our lips. How awesome it is to be around an encourager. They just got good words coming out of their heart. They can't help themselves. Everything can be chaotic, but they still see something positive in it. The sun's still shining behind the dark clouds. You can't see it, but they can. It's just like the fruit of lips of encouragers or people that really believe in you, no matter what else is going around or inside or the conflict or strife, they still believe that God's at work and he's going to bring you through. They can see through the storm, they can see life that's going to come. They can see the good fruit and they speak into it. They declare it by faith and there's a fruit of their lips brings great fruit and reward oh lord help us help us to keep speaking the words of life over you and one another and you find this out in families husbands and wives and kids and close friends what fruit comes out of your lips what do you speak to one another when things are tough do words of frustration and anger and disappointment and fear come tumbling out or do you speak words of life and hope and truth There are moments you've got to be honest and deal with the fears and and acknowledge them, but don't dwell on them and don't don't stay there because we're a people of faith. We're a people of the kingdom of God. We're a people in that scripture in John, it says, those who remain in my words and remain in me, they're the ones who see much fruit. Remain is a very powerful word. You stay, you don't get shaken. You don't just stand strong in faith when you're in church and everything's going well. Remain means every day. Oh God, that's too tough. No, it's not. When the Spirit of God and the truth grabs a hold of your heart, you can, stay. you can remain in the faith confession. You can remain in the place, I'm believing that those seeds that are implanted will come to pass. And, and so you remain in that place, connected to the vine and not disconnected. Sometimes we get mixed up with what's pruning and what's a cutting off because of unfruitfulness. I mean, some people, oh, God's pruning me again. If you've got anyone who's done some gardening, you know you prune a tree about once a year. Some trees only once every two or three years. So God's not constantly pruning you when you're going through tough times. He prunes you after success and fruit to tidy up that and let fresh shoots go. So when everyone says they're always being pruned, I says, no, no, you've, you've missed, you've got a wrong perspective on what's going on. Let's be fruitful, and God will prune you sometimes to make you more fruitful. But occasionally, if you're not being fruitful, he will cut some things off to try and shock that plant back into life. And God loves us so much that he wants our lives to be fruitful. Psalm, 12, Psalm 1 verse 1 says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers or scoffers. Oh, that's a dangerous place. You can be full of faith on Sunday, and then you're in a workplace that they're always just mocking one another, and they're mocking God, and, and, and it can just drain your soul. God doesn't say, don't ignore them, but don't sit and agree with them there, and then have to wrestle through your faith the rest of the week. You don't have to get up and preach to them, just say, hey, I'm just, 
I'm just puzzled. Every time some positive thing comes, you just guys knock it down and destroy it. Just sow a seed and then walk away. And they're thinking, what's going on? It's amazing. A seed of faith can challenge the mockers because mockers are usually full of fear and full of pain and they don't know any other way to live. But in Christ, we can challenge that. We can turn that around. It says, verse 2, But whose delight is in the law of the Lord, who meditates on his law day and night, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. Hallelujah. Whatever they do prospers. I used to read this as a kid and think, mate, that's a little bit out there, that promise. But I've learned over the years that if I'm faithful to God, it's amazing how prospering happens and flows. And, over, and God can turn around even difficult things into a place of blessing and favor. And some of you know our oldest son, Stephen, he went through the pain of a divorce a few years ago and his wife walked away from God and walked away from the marriage. And uh, we watched him go through the pain. Last August, we had the joy of going to Melbourne and see him get married to a beautiful, spirit-filled Christian lady with three kids. So instant, instant dad and all the, the fun of that. And, and God's doing an amazing thing. This morning, we announced that Tina Embry from Transformation is engaged to my younger brother, Mark. Another amazing story. They both went through the pain and brokenness of separation of divorce years ago. They met through a whole lot of circumstances last year, only knew each other's first names, and then Tina came to us. She'd been at Transformation's conference and holiday, and in November she came, and I said, how was the conference? How was holiday? She said, oh, awesome. This is at morning tea. This is in November. She says, I've met someone. I said, that's awesome. Then she said, you know him. So I'm trying to think, who do I know that you might have met? And then she said, you know him really well. (laughs) And she was scared to tell us, you know, and she's sort of on this journey. Then she looked at me and said, it's your brother, Mark. I said, wow, that's awesome. Because I hadn't heard anything, you see, because I was just still discovering whether this was a God thing or not. Now they're engaged and going to get married. I thought, God, and both of them had been on their own for seven or eight years and gone through challenging, but they'd kept their hearts strong for God, even through the pain of divorce and all the stuff that went with it. And I thought, God, if we honor you, good fruit comes in your life. And sometimes some fruit needs a little bit of frost or a little bit of winter or even a drier patch to actually bring the sweetness out and to actually bring ripeness. Yeah. So occasionally when tough storms come in our lives, we can think, oh God, it's all over. My life's not going to produce any more good fruit. It may just be a little bit of a winter time or some frost or a bit of a storm coming to help ripen or sweeten the fruit of your life. But you've got to keep your eyes on Jesus and remain in him and then he brings good fruit for the next season of your life. And we've discovered that for our own lives and we've discovered that in all sorts of amazing ways that God is the one who brings good fruit in our lives. Jeremiah 17.7 says it even more powerfully. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him, They shall be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. 
It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Wow. God, you are just so amazing. The fruit that comes. The life of the Spirit in us produces lots of good fruits. Joy, freedom, disciples. Glory to the Father, it says, if you're my disciple. Maturity, godly generations. Just want to grab one more key scripture before we wrap it up today. Galatians 5.16 in the message. Listen to these words. This is about the fruit of the Spirit, but some of the fruit that we wrestle through and the battle between the flesh and the Spirit as to which fruit you're going to produce. My counsel is this. Live freely, animated and motivated by God's Spirit. Then you won't feed the compulsions of selfishness. For there is a root of sinful self-interest in us that is at odds with a free spirit, just as the free spirit is incompatible with selfishness. These, these two ways of life are antithetical or opposed to each other. So you cannot live at times one way and at times another way according to how you feel on any given day. Why don't you choose to be led by the Spirit and so escape the erratic compulsions of law-dominated existence? It is obvious what kind of life develops out of trying to get your own way all the time. <coughs> Look at this terrible list. Repetitive. Loveless, cheap sex, a stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage, frenzied and joyless grabs for happiness, trinket gods, magic show religion, paranoid loneliness, cutthroat competition, all-consuming yet never satisfied wants, a brutal temper, an impotence to love or to be loved, divided homes and divided lives, small-minded and lopsided pursuits, the vicious habit of depersonalizing everyone into a rival, uncontrolled and uncontrollable addictions, ugly parodies of community. I could go on. This isn't the first time I've warned you, you know. If you use your freedom this way, you will not inherit God's kingdom. Wow. That's the works of the flesh in modern day language. How many of us or how many do we know that have wrestled with that or still living like that. Then, he says, but what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives, much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. Things like affection for others, exuberance about life, serenity, we develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart, and a conviction that a basic holiness permeates things and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments, not needing to force our way in life, able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. That's the fruit of the Spirit, put in other words. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Wow. That's the sort of fruit we want to live with and we want to produce in our lives, in our church, in our community. Because let me tell you, people are searching for that sort of fruit. And they get drawn. They can't stay away. Because what happens is that draws them to Jesus, the giver of this fruit. The Holy Spirit. It's the fruit of the Spirit that grows. To wrap up that passage, it then goes on. Legalism is helpless in bringing this about. It only gets in the way. Among those who belong to Christ, everything connected with getting our own way and mindlessly responding to what everyone else calls necessities is killed off for good, crucified. 
Since this is the kind of life we have chosen, the life of the Spirit, let us make sure that we do not just hold it as an idea in our heads or a sentiment in our hearts, but work out its implications in every detail of our lives. That means we will not compare us with it, ourselves with each other as if one of us were better and another worse. We have far more interesting things to do with our lives. Each of us is an original. Wow. Wow. Each of you is an original. God has designed beautiful fruit to grow and continue growing. Fruit that's accessible. In other words, your love is real. It's not something out here that's idealistic. Your joy and love is real and honest. The peace you have is not just when everything's going well, but it's for every day of your life. It passes all understanding. Your faith and steadfastness, you just don't give up. Say so it's hard. Yeah, it is sometimes because we live in a broken, sinful world and the old nature tries to rule us. But are we going to let the Spirit of God rule our lives? As we come to the end of this message, I've got other things to share, but we'll do them next week because I think God's got His message through to us today. What fruit's growing in our lives? What fruit do you love to partake of around the people that you're sitting with or in our church? What fruit do you just... just touches your heart there are times when we just need to partake the fruit of peace and i pray that they can find that in our lives they can find it in our church some people need the fruit of faith because their faith has been battered and beaten and disappointed they need to see someone who's standing strong say god's still a good god he's a good good father even though there's some bad things have happened around our life there's some pain and grief and loss has happened but he's a good good father they need to find some people who still live and believe that they need to be able to t connect with patience. Uh-oh. James says, when patience has done its perfect work, we'll be mature. Lord, your grace. We don't want to just have our needs met now. We want to honor Jesus and have good fruit. And guess what? You get the overflow and your needs met. Marilyn and I have been serving Jesus for over 35 years now, and we've learned that there's an overflow comes for your life when you're busy trying to have good fruit to bless other people's lives. You can be worn out, but you start to reach out in love and all of a sudden you get refreshed. Jesus said, I have food that you do not know of. Something happens when a tired mother is worn out, but she gives some more to her kids and all of a sudden fresh energy flows. A husband and wife that's discouraged, they invest in one another and all of a sudden... There's fruit comes in your soul. And you're a Christian who just has all the crazy questions. You think, oh, can't they find an answer themselves? But you dig in the word once more with them and all of a sudden they, they get it. They think, now I see what grace is really about. They take the fruit of grace from your soul. There's a whole lot of people who don't know this amazing God. One of the gentlemen who came in the first service was a connection with one of the graduates came from Gladstone whole service his eyes are like this just looking he didn't come and respond to Jesus but he came up the end of the service shook my hand and say that was a great service padre 
That's what he said. <laughs> okay. But he was so touched. So touched because he heard the stories and he felt the love. And he won't forget his visit to our church all the way from Gladstone. He goes to church often. I said, encourage you to find a church that you can really connect with. He tasted of some fruit because the body of Christ worshipped and loved together. He saw the good fruit and the transformations. People thought, wow, if that's what Jesus does, I want to find out a bit more. And growing fruit's not hard work. It's just you stay connected to the vine and let the spirit and the life keep flowing and it will grow. Worship team, come on down. God's love is here touching hearts. Maybe today. Wow, I've got a mixture of fruit in my life. There's bad fruit and good fruit and rotten fruit. I just feel incredible compassion of Jesus right now. There's some people here and you've questioned, how come there's some messed up parts of my life I just don't understand? I can't get my head around it. And you've blamed others and you've sort of struggled. But there's something happening of the presence of Jesus today drawing you. And people here, you've followed Jesus for many years and you've said, oh, there's mixed fruit in my life. Hey, Galatians 5 says we wrestle and we struggle and sometimes we go back the old ways and we go back to fear or trying to sort it out our own way. But Jesus keeps drawing us and the Holy Spirit says, hey, I want good fruit to be in your life. Why don't we stand in his presence? Now, I just feel this amazing love pouring out over people's hearts right now I can actually feel the pain of some people's broken souls right now the Holy Spirit's just giving me compassion I can feel the pain of brokenness over your heart and you've been the victim or the fruit of someone else's broken life but the Lord says you don't have to stay there if you open your heart I can lead you in a place where good fruit will start to touch your life Don't keep blaming and reacting to the ones who might be hindering or causing stuff. Today the Lord says, lift your eyes to me. And maybe you've sown good fruit in some kids' lives and they're not partaking of that properly yet. Don't give up because God knows how to turn them around. Let's just close our eyes for a moment in his presence. Thank you, Jesus, for your good fruit touching lives. Maybe today in this place, you can feel his love touching your heart. And you realize, you realize that you need to connect with this amazing Jesus or you need to come back. Maybe you've never, ever made that decision for Jesus or you need to come back and begin to remain in Christ. Right now, I just want to offer to pray for you. If you don't know this amazing Jesus or you're on your journey back to be reconnected with him, I'd like to pray for you right now. If that's you, why don't you just lift your hand and say, please pray for me, Pastor Ross. I want to get to know this Jesus. I want to come back to him. Who's that today? Just lift it where you are and say, that's me. That's me. I feel his love drawing hearts today. I just feel his love drawing hearts today. He's calling you back to himself. Jesus. There are believers here today and you've realized that under the pressure The fruit of your lips has been a mixed result. At times there's fruit of the Spirit coming out of your lips and other times there's the old nature and strife and fear and you think, wow, 
God's not condemning you. He's calling you to a higher lifestyle. We're going to sing this beautiful song. And as we do, there's a few people here today, you just need to make a response to Jesus, the vine, and the Father who's the gardener, who wants to just help put some things back in right place. And as we sing, if you want to come and just stand at the altar here as a public response, some of you need to go home and just do this in your bedroom or in your office at home. But there's some people you need, and some of the team will be willing to pray with you just to help maybe a breakthrough over your soul. Or maybe you're in a great storm and the fruit's been blowing off of sickness or pain or strife. You're saying, God, I just want to, I just want to reconnect. Or I want your stronger connection. Let's all respond to Jesus. But if you want to come Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.